0: Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Get a Grip podcast. I'm Shane Bacon. It's open week, so I figured I would put this out late in the week because I know it's going to happen. You're going to get up in the morning, you're going to watch a whole bunch of golf, and then it's going to end, and you're going to be sitting around wondering, what the heck do I consume now? And uh, I have a great interview for you. Alex Forey, if you don't know the name, you will. Great interview with him. Just wrapped up the second U.S. Adaptive Open down at Pinehurst. Uh, I've known Alex for a long time. He is a great dude with a great story. So I think you're going to really enjoy the podcast. Just a couple of things before we get to Alex. One is I have another podcast. I don't know if you know this or not. It's the Ping Proving Grounds podcast. I do that with Marty Jertson. And this week, out now, we interviewed Tyrell Hatton. And if you like golf, and you like characters, and you like entertaining characters, I think you'll like that episode. So wherever you listen to this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, check that one out. Ping Proving Grounds podcast. And we have Tyrell Hatton. We've interviewed uh, hit the gala, and we have a lot more interviews coming your way with players. Plus, listening to Marty talk about golf will expand the brain you have right now uh, to a place you probably didn't even know it existed in in that skull of yours. So... Definitely worth your time, and I think the podcast has been a great, great addition uh, to Golf Podcasts out there over the last few months since we launched it. So check that out this week. I also was a part of the Friday newsletter roundtable as we prep for the open. So if you go look at the archives there or if you subscribe to it, uh, read that. I have my pick in there, Tommy Fleetwood. I have uh, my thoughts on the golf course and some of the quirky nature of Links golf in general. And it was a fun round table and I'll have some more writing I'm sure this week and next, but that's all. I hope you guys enjoy the open last men's major of the year. You know, one of the great TV viewing weeks of the entire year. If you live in the United States, it really is great. I asked people on Twitter to send in what time they've set their Thursday alarms for, because, you know, I, I was just in Scotland. I just got back yesterday. my, Time zones and and jet lag and all that are so thrown off. I don't even know what time it is. I woke up one day at 11 a.m. in Scotland, one day at 3 a.m., so I'm pretty screwed up. I would imagine I'll be up pretty early tomorrow, which is always a nice thing because if you're going to wake up early, you might as well have something to watch. That's one of the great parts about Wimbledon week and now obviously with the open around. So uh, excited about it. I'm I'm fired up to see who can tick it off. There's so many players that kind of need this after the year we've seen and had and so you know this is this is it after this it's the long winter until augusta nationals so uh check out the pink proving grounds podcast and let's get to alex uh, alex Forey who i uh i just introed, is here alex uh, you got a nice little backdrop look at you it's like professional uh you you have like somebody doing your design work or what
1: so uh, we, we just launched a indoor private country club, and my buddy Ron Smith at, at Pebblehurst, his wife, uh, he said, hey, I want this to be like a man cave. And his wife just took it on, and she just crushed it, knocked it out of the park. and uh, And we launched about two weeks ago, and already um at halfway capacity so it, it's awesome we've got a couple hitting bags. we got butt view we've got tv we got shuffleboard gummies I mean, a cool little spot here in birmingham
0: it's crazy i mean you've been a PJ tour professional for a few years now how wild is it to see the transitions because i feel like you know 10 years ago 15 years ago it was come get fit we're gonna hit balls outside you're gonna you know we're gonna Watch the ball flight. you know you 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 had clubs there. And to watch the the iterations just in the last you know five years, and now this indoor thing is blowing up, it's so crazy to see that part of the golf world change this much
1: absolutely. It's fun, you know, it's part of growing the game. you know people are sometimes give top golf crap. And I'm like, people that would have never gone and hit a golf ball are at top golf eating. And having fun and seeing how much fun golf can be. Um, and the indoor, simulator, you know, it's made golfers better too. Uh, I was talking to somebody that had one in their in their garage and it's, you know, they were a 13 and now they're a plus one. You're like, how much more fun are you having on the golf course? <laughs> well, so yeah, you, I love taking A money. lot
0: more fun if you're a plus one than if you're a 13. Oh, yeah. I could promise you oh, that. Yeah. He's winning, you know, member
1: guests and all this stuff, and he's enjoying golf for what it is.
0: And it's so. just, it's wild. Uh, you had a fun week last week, second uh, U.S. Yeah. Adaptive Open, um, wrapped mm-hmm. up at Pinehurst. Um, I wanted to have you to chat about the whole week and just the experience. Yeah. So first things first, what is the feel of the overall week, not just amongst the competitors, but, you know, the championship staff and the people on the golf course? Yeah. What does that feel like? for everybody involved
1: it, it's our major you know the the tour guys have four majors um uh, the champions guys they have a couple majors the adaptive golfers we have one major every year and uh this is it. and so everybody's excited everybody's worked their butt off to get here uh everybody's in hopefully top form when they're coming in and and everybody's hopeful that they're actually going to win. You know, I, I remember watching tiger back in the day and it was tiger or the field here. It's like, I don't know who's going to win. And that makes it, you know, there's 96 golfers, 95 golfers that could pull away and win. And that's it, a cool feeling, you know, it's, yeah, we have camaraderie. We see each other, um, all these other adapted tournaments, but this is the one where you work your heart off and you know your butt off for this one. And so,
0: how do you not, I mean, if, if it's this big of a deal, if you're talking about a singular major championship in your space, in this golf world, how hard is it not to overthink it, you know, prep too much, you know, almost like let those nerves almost take over. Because again, I mean, you know, if you don't play well, or if it doesn't go your way, it's a whole nother year. It almost feels like the open, you know, right now for the PJ tour players is if it doesn't happen now this week, I mean, it's a long way until Augustine. for for you guys. It's a long way until the adaptive championship next year.
1: Absolutely, uh, I didn't play the way I wanted to. I, I came in playing very good golf. I uh, had my club set up. Um, you know, grateful for for the team. Uh, my parents are part of my team, and and my team really kind of helps uh, regulate my golf because I, you know, me, I'll play. 36 holes every day and so they're like hey it's gonna be 92 93 degrees at Pine calm down Herd. calm down son calm, calm down and so uh really just thankful for my team uh whether it's my caddy my coach uh, my agent uh and then my my parents and my aunts and uncles and just everybody in that in that circle
0: uh, I wanted to ask about your parents. Uh, I was watching yeah. uh, Unredeemables, the Golf Channel piece that they put out about a week ago. Everybody go watch it. It's on YouTube if you haven't watched it yet. It's all about Alex's life. Your dad, I I, I love this. Um, he was talking about you know introducing you to fishing and to golf, and he kept saying, do you figure it out about things that he wanted to introduce you to? What was your relationship with your father and these things that you either hadn't done or you had no idea? How to, how to quite figure it out as he's telling you to go out there and do it you go out there and you figure it out you find the answers in the dirt and what did you attach yourself to initially and what didn't make sense to you whether it be fishing or if golf was tough what what was that relationship like with your father as he was kind of introducing you to a different world you hadn't seen before
1: yeah um uh, first coming years I, I didn't have a dad or a mom and um, Growing up in the orphanage, there uh, a lot of estrogen in there. Uh, and so <laughs> when I came to America, I, I saw a man. Okay. You know, my dad was a man's man, and I wanted to do everything that my dad did. And I think he didn't realize how quickly I would attach to him and do the things that he does. And so he kind of, you know, puts a golf club in your hand, like, uh, okay, here you go. Um, and thank God I'm a visual learner. And so I watch him a couple of times and I'm like, oh, this is easy I hit wire too. And then, uh, for the rest of my life, golf's been, uh, hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard for, it's hard for everybody, but you know, I mean, golf is such a frustrating sport. I mean, mm-hmm. I can only imagine for you what it was like trying to get, you know, a feel for it and understand how to do it and how to hit irons versus how to hit drivers. Did you try lefty and righty to figure out which one would make the most sense for you was was righty kind of initially with that you know that front-loading arm because it's almost like the whole mike weir jack nicholas conversation where you know mike weir wrote to jack jack was a left-handed golfer but played righty and it was that lead arm that made a lot of sense to jack did you give both kind of sides of the golf ball an opportunity or did you kind of stick to righty all the way through
1: so my dad's really good friend, uh, Lee Harper in in um Bexamer, he gave my dad a lefty and a righty for me to try. Okay. And my whole goal was to try to outdrive my dad. You <laughs> know, seven year old, uh, weighed thirty two pounds and I'm trying to outdrive a good foot, you know, one ninety right. uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. Grown just a grown man and he my dad's a good golfer. That's the other thing people don't realize. I mean, and my dad, I always said that if he really wanted to, to play good golf, he could be a scratch or a plus. Uh, and it wasn't until I was 21 that I beat him. And so we were competitive. And so I wanted to outdrive him even at seven. Uh, and so it, for me, it made logical sense to use my whole body and to put my whole body into that golf ball. And so, I, I you know, I uh, hit it right-handed and I loved it.
0: What what was the hardest part of golf for you initially and what was maybe the easiest part? Like what what was something that you could do rather quickly and what part took you a little bit of time to quite figure out?
1: Yeah, um, chipping, putting was really good. Uh, okay. I grew up at Hoover Country Club. It was awesome. Uh, made a lot of people some money. Um, <laughs> uh, older gentlemen that would uh, put some money on my chipping and my putting. And, I uh, love that. Cause that was easy. Having soft hands, uh, being creative. That was back, you know, 04 when I was watching Phil beat Phil and, and have fun chipping. And so I would practice the shots that he practiced, you know, or hit. And then the hardest part definitely was driving the ball, so hitting the ball far. And, and that was just because I'm little and uh, you know, not having a lot of, uh, muscle mass, but, uh, I had a great coach. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of coaching, but I had Hank Johnson and, uh, he was a great coach and taught me more of the technical side of it. Uh, and then he was like, Hey, you know, um, we're gonna let you grip it and rip it. You just got to control it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, so if you now, figure that out, let me funny. know. Because I, I still don't know how to control oh, it. Oh,
1: yeah. It's, it's, uh, le- I'll let you know when I figure it out.
0: Please <laughs> do. You, you, you mentioned the, like, making people money. And mm-hmm. I can only assume that people underestimated you throughout your life, especially on the golf course. Was that a part of, mm-hmm. you know, your your interest into being competitive with the game was knowing that when you stood on that first tee, you were going to be underestimated and trying to prove people wrong.
1: Absolutely. So I play a couple of sports in high school. I played uh, football. I loved it because what position? nobody's going to tackle the worm. Dude. I was a kicker. Okay. And so like my first game, you know, I kicked off and nobody ever told me not to run down the field and take the <laughs> tackle. And so first, First play ever, I run down the field and drip, you know, the punt returner or the kick returner. and Everybody's like, what just (laughs) happened? And so I love the added, you know, um, I like proving people wrong. Absolutely. And same thing with golf. Uh, You know, you step up on the tee and you're paired with the rando. And I like not having my staff bag with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's a lot of fun when you have a you know an older bag on you and, uh, and it's like oh
0: okay. <laughs> um, this guy can actually play. This is uh this is this is wild. Wow, did he just make four pars in a row? Is he one under at the turn? Yeah, though I'm sure that's I'm sure you had plenty of days walking off the 18th after a handshake where you either got compliments. Or, you know, exclamations from the people you were playing no, Yeah, just nothing.
1: Uh, I've had I've had both. And I actually, uh, the course I play at now, I, I tell the starters, don't tell them anything. Because a lot of times, I'm like, oh, you're, you know, you're in for a match. And then I'm like, oh, you just ruined it. <laughs> Come on, Mike. You just ruined my my you know, comprise element. And so um, Yeah, I'm
0: trying to i I'm trying to win twenty five bucks off of this guy that thinks he's good.
1: Literally, literally. And so um yeah, absolutely it's fun. I, I, I love getting paired with random people. Uh yeah, I love bl- playing with my buddies and stuff, but um, you know, and, and you kinda of get to tell your story, but you also get to listen to their story and, and their introduction to golf. Cause right now, all I hear is COVID golf, which I love, or like three years ago, or yeah. hey, I or and I love that. And, that, that you know, awesome. Uh, you know, I'm not thankful for COVID, but I'm kind of thankful for COVID.
0: Just, just in terms of getting people into the game, I mean, it's been a boom, yeah. you know, especially in this country for people because, I mean, as you – I mean, everybody knows, there was nothing really to do. I mean, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, playing golf with Max on Mondays at this money game in Arizona because there was nowhere else to play competitive golf, you know. So, I mean, you had to go find a spot to do it.
1: And it was funny. I, I worked at a uh, little course in Knoxville called uh, Williams Creek, a little part three course, and we begged uh, the president and we had the mayor come in of Knoxville, and we're like, "Look, like keep us open." <laughs> uh, I, I was like, "Mental health is gonna increase, your right. revenue kind of increase." I mean, I was just trying to, you know, butter it up just so, uh, you know, we could stay open, but. Because I knew that there was a possible interest in golf and and especially younger generation college kids that are in UT and they're in the dorms, like, what do we do? Well, come to a golf course. You know, we'll we'll sanitize your cart.
0: (laughs) And, And we'll take your $20. Absolutely. What has it been like for the adaptive community for the USGA To host a championship next to Opens and Amateurs and these legendary championships, really kind of the blood of American golf in terms of, you know, competitive championship golf. What is it like for the community to see that on a website under U.S. Open and U.S. Amateur and U.S. Mm -hmm. Senior Open that it has to just feel incredibly special to see this now in its second iteration?
1: That and also validating, uh, you know, the UxDGA, the uh, United States Adaptive Golf Alliance, all these uh, groups that are new or not really new just have been working their tail golf to get adaptive golf to where it is. And somebody to finally uh, have a big enough entity in golf in the world of golf to recognize like, hey, these guys can play. You know, uh, and that's special because, you know, I didn't have my best stuff, but I, I know these guys can play. You know, there's a, there's a one arm guy that I'm competing against, his name's Jackson, and I think he's a plus three right now. I'm like, that should be on TV. Why yes. is it not on TV? You know, um, and um, the my buddy that won, uh, Kip, you know, he's, I think he's a plus five. I'm like, y'all should have him on TV. Like, come on, y'all. Uh, because uh, not only are their stories individualistic, but they're inspiring, and they can inspire other people that are, see- you know, on the couch flipping through it, and they see, hey, you guys I can tap the golf open on the TV guide, and they're like, you know, they're peaks. And so,
0: is that the next step? Is that the next step in terms of what the push is from the community yeah. and the USGA is to get uh, this on television? True.
1: That's my push. Okay. That's my push. Absolutely.
0: Uh, who are you calling? Like, like who who do you call and email and text and uh
1: You know, fortunately, Golf Channel has done a documentary on me,
0: uh,
1: and so we we know a couple of producers.
0: And, good, good. And
1: and stuff, and so I would love to. Uh, Alabama uh, Golf Association. You know, we're we're gonna talk about doing a tournament with uh, Chris Biggins and and I. And, I would love that to get televised um, and, and a beautiful golf course uh, here in Alabama. I'm trying not to spill too many secrets that I, I think, you know, whether even it's just one day um, and make it just special uh, and, and have guys, you know, that can shoot five under. And you're like, Holy cow. Like where, where has this been on my TV? Um, and, and I love the stories too, because I'm a unicorn for where I'm at. Uh, but when I come together with uh, Chad Pfeiffer or a, yep. you know, Jordan Thomas or anybody else, we're a community that's been through stuff. We've, you know, we've, we've been through uh, the things that we've been through uh, and we've let golf really kind of propel us and, and heal us as well, uh, which has been
0: really cool. I will offer up my hosting duties for free if we can get this on television. Nobody has to pay me a cent. I'll do it for free. Um I'll I'll take you some uh, uh some barbecue spots here. Oh, perfect. Birmingham. Hey, listen, if you pay for dinner, then I will host uh what
1: is I'll, the I'll pay for dinner and tequila. How about what's that? What's the what's the Birmingham
0: <laughs> um golly, what's the barbecue place that's the best one there?
1: Um, uh, so my favorite is college barbecue. Yes, that's the one. Yes. I so went there when we were doing good. the
0: we were doing the women's open, uh, in Birmingham yep. a few years ago. And I went to saw saws one day and it was the one that was kind of on a, it was like a cool little like Southern street. Yep. And I think I sat on like the outside, you know, little bench bar yep. area and ate. It was bomb guy was so good. Yeah,
1: so those wings are, I, and I swear they're not paying me, but those wings are <laughs> absolutely amazing. And I, you know, I hang out way too often out there, but Absolutely! If you're in Birmingham, go to Song's Barbecue and Crush Line and get the wings. Uh, I took a buddy of mine, um, and uh, he's from New York, and he was like, "Where has this been all my life?"
0: I'm like, "So it's so good." Um, You you mentioned role model. You mentioned a community. I'm Mm -hmm. assuming you get a lot of messages on social media from people. That are dealing with yeah. some sort of, of of you know similar issue that you have had to deal with throughout your life. What is it mm-hmm. like being someone that kids and even adults look up to, ask questions to, want to lean on as they're going mm-hmm. through something you went through and you go through?
1: Yeah. So the the goal of single hand golf is to provide kids with clubs and the ability to play. But we're also not leaving out the parents, you yeah. know, and, and I want to provide a resource for the parents because they're going through it too okay (laughs) uh and and so uh it's really cool um to and and this really kind of opened my eyes this year for the first time where i had people message me and say hey i'm bringing my son uh to the adaptive open all the way from charlotte uh two hours you know hour and a half drive and he he's got a disease uh he's got shorter hands uh and they're not gonna grow out as, as long and this guy's an awesome awesome dad for taking his son to adaptive open to see other but it was it was a huge honor that they would follow me and so um, i had 91 percent of my uh fairways and i think i three putted uh on the last day uh eight times and so i gave my putter away to him and uh and, uh, you yeah, know, I got, you know, for me, it's nothing. Giving a putter away that's free. But right. to to that kid, I got a video the next day of him swinging and putting and hitting golf balls with this putter. And it makes, hopefully, his world uh, for, for a week or two. And, and so that's really cool getting that uh, switch from, hey, I want to be, um, you know, obviously competitive and win, but we are role models um, out here as well. So it's, it's awesome. It really is. It's a huge
0: honor. Alex, your story is just such an interesting one. You know, I mean, if people don't know it, as I mentioned, go watch the Golf Channel doc. It is so, so good. But, you know, your story is one that kind of starts out of tragedy and then becomes one of triumph. You know, I mean, looking at mm-hmm. you and talking to you and becoming friends with you has been a great part of, of my career over the last few years and just kind of to see what you're able to do. I mean, I was following the leaderboard. I was refreshing. Like, I'm paying attention to see how Alex plays when you kind of look across the life and see where you are now, you know, married, have a young daughter, getting a chance to teach people golf and be impactful in people's life, what do you, what do you look back on as those kind of instrumental moments in your life that were like check marks for you to get where you are now?
1: Yeah, um, ooh, that's a great question. I think making the, the most of uh, big moments. You know, uh, getting adopted, and I, you know that had nothing to do with me. And, and right, uh, honestly, that's all I mean, yep. uh, I I was just plucked from an orphanage, right, and put in America because I hit the lottery uh but you know making the most of those moments you know um having an amazing daughter and and making the most of those moments and learning how to deal and uh deal with kids and i love doing kids clinics here in uh in birmingham it's so much fun and and then getting the opportunity to play golf hey make the most of it um because i'm not here for myself and you know as much as i want to play really nice golf courses. we're not here for ourselves you're not here you know, you're here to grow the game and, and to get people involved and, and that's what i'm here for as well um uh, i always say that if i couldn't play golf tomorrow i would still be doing something in the world of golf and, and getting people um hooked in there and co- make the most big moments and kind of opportunities for sure
0: You've been doing a ton of work to help orphans in Ukraine uh, get out of the country Mm -hmm. and hopefully find a life similar to the one you just talked about. What Mm -hmm. is the endeavor like in its current state and how can people get involved?
1: Yeah. um, Check out single hand golf or go to hope now.org. They're actually – so all the adoption stuff has, has shut down uh, because everybody wants to adopt real quick, and and Ukraine's going to do their vetting and their due diligence. Um, and so um, there are there are ways to get and host um, Ukrainian orphans, um, and, and that's really the next step. Is um, you know hopefully this war ends and we can actually go into. The orphanage systems and see the actual devastation and the real numbers because there are projected numbers and then there are real numbers, and, and so we don't know what the real numbers are yet. Um, uh, but um, but we know it's gonna be a lot more than, than the projected numbers, unfortunately. So
0: Alex, what is it? What does a typical day in your life look like? I mean, are you working six days a week? Or yeah. You, are you working every day? Or are you teaching every day? Yeah. You, you mentioned playing a lot of golf. Like, what is a what is a typical mm-hmm. day in your life in terms of golf specific?
1: Yeah, golf specific. Uh, I work at Pebblehurst, uh, a boutique uh, golf shop here in Birmingham, and we build clubs. We're the only Fukumoto dealer in America and uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Cause I really having one arm, I like, I want to tinker with my clubs, but, right. um, do you tinker too much to.
0: or do you tinker perfect? Amount? Oh,
1: absolutely. No, absolutely too much, but I've learned how to like build clubs and, and that's really cool. And I'm actually going to watch a couple videos. of like how you can do this with one arm okay? Uh, and, and do grips and heads and, uh, ferals and all, and all that. And so, um, but wake up, go to work, uh, hit the golf course, um and uh and play a couple holes here or there and really i like to be more practice specific Uh, one day i'll do wedges one day i will work on putting one day i'll do driving and then getting ready for the next tournament i take about two weeks and i just play golf uh, when i can (laughs)
0: When, when you're when you're when you're not dadding or working, you yep. go play golf. Um, what Absolutely. what is what is like? I mean, again, this is this is a, a question from someone that doesn't quite know. Yeah. But what is an adaptive schedule like? How many tournaments are there? How many tournaments are you playing in a year? Um, I mean, obviously, yeah. you mentioned the U.S. Adaptive Open being a major championship, but mm-hmm. what is the tour you're on look like? And how many events are you playing? And how much are you traveling?
1: Yeah, it, it kind of varies by month, and uh, one of the exciting things that uh, we got to uh can partner with is uh, Disability Golf uh, Japan. And really, there's, there's nothing there in Japan in terms of clinics and stuff, but there is a disabled open, and they've had it going on for a long time. And so single-hand golf partnering with Japan, bringing nice. golf, adaptive clinics to uh, – but in terms of golf, I mean, it's really – they're out there. Uh, I think there's 25 total tournaments. And I'm, I'm playing about 11 of them. Okay. Um, and so May and then September, October, uh, super busy. Uh, I think I slept in my own bed four nights in May, (laughs) uh, just going from clinic and yeah, a little busy and, uh, and super fun, but it definitely, uh, you know, it gets stacked up and, uh, And you've got seasons where you do clinics and then uh, tournament grind.
0: What's your uh, what would you grade your tournament season thus far? What what grade would you give yourself?
1: Um, Heading into Pinehurst, I was three out of four in terms of uh, winning, Uh, and I've had probably the I've had definitely the most wins this year. Uh, I'd probably say B. Okay. uh, B plus. It's been some, you know, harder tournaments, harder conditions. I played in Arizona in a tournament, and it was uh, frost on the ground. Nice. and then, What, what course know, an was hour... it? Oh,
0: man. It was in
1: Tucson.
0: Um... Swallow or uh... – Acacio, I'm trying to think of which one Randolph. I mean, you know, that's my spot. That's when uh, I went to college. So I'm trying to think of it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: it's okay. I'll look it up.
1: Um, yeah, look it up. It, it was fun. Um, and, and then like, you know, in the two hours later, it's 95. And you're like, yeah, of course. Okay.
0: Welcome to Arizona. Cool. This is, yeah.
1: This is interesting. You're ball flight, you know, and it was fun. I, uh, I didn't play the back in the final round, but, uh, you know, managed to get the victory and, uh, um, and, uh, and then I went to Nashville won the, the arm division out there. And then the UXDGA in Florida, uh, the PGA has teamed up with, with Jason Faircloth and John Bell, um, out there. And, and that's, I think, going to be our next major. Uh, and then there's one coming up that, uh, Mr. Mall is a big uh, adaptive golf sponsor, uh, a barrel company, and does a great job. And so, uh, that, that's uh a uh, it's a pro am and we had thought and then I think next year is gonna be uh uh honestly that was the first first uh, tournament, adapted tournament that I've ever been a part of and it was super cool. Uh, in Austin, Texas got to hang out with Matthew Fitzpatrick nice. and Chipping Contest context and, and all that. And so I Mr. Moggs uh, coming for the adaptive golf scene uh, as well. So it's really cool to to see their support and and uh, and all that.
0: So next year, U.S. Adaptive Open, um, what will the prep mm-hmm. look like going into it? Because I, I'm assuming you were doing yeah. the same thing you do all the time going in, and then just didn't have a great first round. So what will that prep be? Yeah. And you know, mentally, what maybe do you need to alter? Or is there anything different? It was just chalk it up to a yeah. bad day.
1: Um, again, I missed five fairways and three rounds of golf. That's um, crazy. Uh, I, it, it was not my are you like either, squeeze cutting
0: either. it or are you hit a draw like what, what's the ball I was or? hitting I was hitting whatever I wanted whatever
1: no. my caddy told me I, I was hitting it five yard and cut was, got it
0: no problem
1: yeah you know hybrid you don't need to flirt with the bunker. Okay, okay we'll just you know punch it out and, you know it's 91 degrees uh, hybrid was only yep. two thirty. 30 so um, being smart and it, it was just the, the iron execution onto the green I left too many 40 foot, uh, burning putts. Um, uh, and it's, I mean, the pin locations were tough, but nothing, nothing that a three putt uh, should not have happened. But, um, I think putting and short games definitely going to be more of a, uh, a focal point next year, uh, for sure. So. uh,
0: Alex, where can people find you, follow you, message you, all that good stuff? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. On Instagram, singlehandgolf, uh, underscore, or, um, you know, Google me or uh, come to my website and and leave a a nice message. Uh, Because I have other people looking, reading those messages as well. uh, At uh, www.singlehandgolf.com as well. And uh, again, it's all about growing the game because you need help, lessons, if you need clubs, uh, you know, we're teaming up with Tyler from and hopefully here uh, with Ping here shortly as well. I got to talk with Ping at the Adaptive Open as well, and, and they were very interested in, in helping kids get clubs. So.
0: Very, very cool. Uh, Alex, I got to come to Bergenhans soon. I mean, I got to do it. I got to come it. down there. I got to play some golf. We yeah. got to get some barbecue. And uh, and hopefully I don't lose too much money to you. That's kind of the hey, uh, that's my entire goal, by the way.
1: I'm actually coming up to you for uh, for a couple tournaments. Uh, we'll uh, we'll play up, and you're in Connecticut, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Let me know. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to have you out. Uh, my course is. Uh, we we had like a really mild winter in the Northeast, and so all yeah. the courses are in about as good a shape as you can find them. If your course is not cool. in good shape right now, it's never going to be in good shape because it was not snow, it was not cold, you didn't get that nasty frost in you know February and March, and so come up, we'll go play Brooklyn. It'll be a lot of fun.
1: I would love it. I would love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, for, absolutely. For having me that, on, Alex
0: Forey, make sure you follow him and do all that good stuff. Great dude. Fun to watch. Hell of a golfer and a great story as well. So Alex, appreciate the time. Thank you, Shane. An enormous thanks to Alex for the time. Make sure you give him a follow and uh watch that golf channel doc. It is definitely worth your time. It's about twenty minutes and uh it'll make you cry. It'll make you smile, it'll make you laugh, it'll go through the the gamut of emotions for Sure. Make sure you're subscribed to the Friday newsletter. Give the Ping Proving Grounds podcast a subscription and subscribe and a listen this week. And we will be back next week.